Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Reddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is the biggest shoe fan I know. He's really in the shoes, Brandon Siegel. Yeah, big sneakerhead. Big sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. I love my, my shoes uh, a lot. I, it's crazy. I actually became, I, I mean, I've always kind of liked shoes, but I became like a really big sneakerhead uh, probably like three years ago, four years ago. Um, and uh, it's kind of brought me to where I am now, but you know, I guess maybe, maybe we'll see what happens in the future with it. Uh, right. We'll see, might be cooking up a little bit of, a little something with shoes, but we'll see. Mm, sounds good. We'll see. Uh, but we got a fun one today. Yeah. A lot, lot happened to the, uh, in, particularly in the NBA world. Yes. There's a lot to talk about. We were having trouble figuring out how to break it up because there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get into the NBA uh, free agency talk, we're going to talk about the U.S. women's national team, their victory over France on Friday. Kerry Blackshear, he's a transfer in college basketball who was recently at Virginia Tech. Um, he is transferred to Flor- Florida. Quentin Grimes is going to Houston in college basketball. We're going to talk about the NBA, uh, possibly exploring a uh, decision where they might change the amount of games from 82 to potentially 58, and the NBA awards. After that, we're going to go into small talk trivia, randomly ranked, and finish it off with NBA free, g- free agency. Uh, so a good episode, and uh, stay tuned to the end because we got a, a little something to say. We might we might be cooking a little something up for next episode, right? Yeah, definitely. Pretty pretty big thing in my opinion. It is pretty big. It's pretty big. So stay tuned uh, and listen to that. But first up today uh, is our first small talk topic: the U.S. Women's National Team defeated France um, on what was it Friday? It was on Friday. It was on Friday, two to one. Um, sadly, I didn't catch as much of this game as I wanted. However. Yeah. My great podcast co-host kept me updated throughout the game. Um, and what's crazy is you text me during the game, like, the first half they dominated. But if you look at the stats, it doesn't seem like the U.S. dominated that much. Uh, 20 shots, 5 on goal for France. 10 shots for the U.S., 8 on goal, which is definitely better. I know possession doesn't tell everything, but uh, 61% possession for France. Uh, compared to 39 for the U.S. Uh, passing accuracy was more. They had fewer fouls, um, more corners. So it seems like France actually played... I mean, kind of played the better game all in all. Is that true? Like, would you say that's what it was? That, you know, that's kind of how it panned out? Um, no, so I don't think that's true. I think that stats do make yeah. it look that way. But um, my main takeaway was that I think they both had a decent amount of chances, but the U.S. women's team, their defense was so solid, and any chance that France looked like they were going to get, um, it usually ended in a deflection by one of the defenders on the U.S. team, and their defender, th- their back line is just so solid. Anytime France tried to make an attack, it was shut down. However, the France defenders weren't as solid. There were definitely some cracks, some really good opportunities um, for the U.S. And then one, obviously, that resulted in a goal with a free kick from Megan Rapinoe. Um, and she had, Rapino, my bad. And she had two goals in the game. She had both goals. Obviously, there was another chance for Alex Morgan to have a third goal that was called back. But all in all, I thought, despite the stats, that the U.S. women's team was definitely the better team the whole game. That's good. I'm happy they won uh, because next up we have England uh, in the semifinal and uh, USA-England. And then there's Netherlands-Sweden. So in my opinion, I think uh, the U.S. should take this. France was really the only big competition. Uh, But moving forward, we have Carrie Blackshear, who is the number one transfer. Uh, and it seems like, Vir- uh, excuse me, not Virginia Tech, uh, Florida won the sweepstakes for him. Uh, there was a lot of teams that were in the hunt for him. Uh, Kentucky was another big team. I'm pretty sure Tennessee was another big one. Also, Texas A&M, um, I think, was looking at him too. 
Um, last year, he averaged 14.9 points, 7.5 rebounds, while shooting better than 50% from the floor. So this is a big, big pickup for Florida. So much so where I think we both would agree that they're going to be a top-10 team coming into the, into the season. Absolutely. I mean, with the starting lineup they have coming in, obviously, Scotty Lewis, who I'm a huge fan of. He was mm-hmm. a top Your 10 favorite. player from this high school class, 2019. Uh, so they're getting him. They're returning Andrew Nemhard. Uh, they have Noah Locke. And I'll just, I'll just lift off their starting lineup. It's supposed to be Andrew Nemhard, Noah Locke, Scotty Lewis, Keontae Johnson, and Kerry Blackshear. So that's a very solid starting five. I definitely think they will be a top 10 team. There's some insiders um, that have done preseason like rankings, and they have them as high as number five. I've seen a couple of them. Yeah, they're, they're going to have a really, really good team. Like I could see this team for sure competing for a title. If not just – I mean, I think they'll end up winning the SEC at this, at this time. You know, we'll see We'll see. You know, kind of how rankings turn out and how you know, uh, the preseason looks for Kentucky. But in my opinion, this is – this is a team that is super, super solid. You know, if not top 10, they're going to be a Final Four contending team for sure. Right. I think the favorites will be um, them in Kentucky. I think it's going to be them too. They'll be mm-hmm. the top uh, two teams in the SEC, and they'll be battling out to see who will be the best team in the SEC. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, moving forward, Quentin Grimes, the five-star recruit from last year, who is on Kansas, has transferred to the Houston Cougars and will play next season. He does have to sit out of season. He withdrew his name for the NBA draft. But kind of a an odd turn of events for him, right? Like, I mean, this is kind of... Yeah. It's, I feel like it's kind of rare that a player declares for the draft then transfers. Right? That doesn't happen Definitely. too often. I haven't seen um, that. But I'm happy. Houston's a solid basketball school, and they've been... Uh, Kevin, Kelvin Sampson, their head coach, done a phenomenal job. Uh, Rob Gray just went through, start, uh, was their leading scorer in history. So a lot of good players have come through there that I think have been good developmental products. This is definitely going to be the best player I think he has coached in a while. Um, so they're going to be looking on the ups for sure. Like, I think they'll end up being ranked after this to start the season. We'll see, you know, how it turns out. Sometimes when you only have, like, one star like that, you do all right. Like, you, you know, Consex in Alabama. Um, I'm trying to think of another good example of, like, a team that had just one, like, huge star. I mean, Trey Young. Oh, yeah, yeah Trey yeah. Young at Oklahoma. That's another good one where they mm-hmm. started off super high. Then once they got to league play, they didn't do as well. So what are your thoughts on Quentin Grimes going to Houston? Um, so I do like this move because Kansas has a lot of talent with their guard play. So I think at Houston, he can really have his time to shine. And I think with a coach like Samson, as you mentioned, um, kind of mentoring him, I think it's a great situation for him overall. And he's a very talented player. He was in the top 10 of his recruiting class. Mm-hmm. So hopefully we get to see his talent uh, this upcoming season. If he does play, if not, then it'll have to be the season after. But I believe he is going to at least apply for a waiver to be eligible immediately. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, and he, I mean, he didn't have the greatest season last year. He did play in every single game. Uh, in 36 games, excuse me, uh, 8.4 points per game, 2.5 rebounds. We're shooting 38.5%. So, I mean, he didn't do great. I think he'll end up making that step, and he'll be much better at Houston, especially with the uh, quality of play in the Big 12 versus ACC or AAC. Excuse me. So, I mean, we'll see. I think he'll make a good step, and it'll help his game for sure. Moving forward, um, there's a report that the NBA was on a call and that NBA executives had the discussion about changing the season from 82 games to 58. So what are your thoughts on this? Because there, there's definitely an issue with games, especially in the MLB. They have a huge issue. I mean, they have many issues, sadly, which we'll go into in another episode. I have a whole rant on that. But the NBA definitely, 82 games is a lot. I think they, the regular season is losing some interest. So do you think this is the right move going to 58? Um, so I like the idea of shortening the season. Um, there are potential drawbacks. Obviously, the players might not like it because this could potentially mean that they're going to get less money. But... 
to me, the regular season isn't all that interesting because you have a lot of players taking nights off sometimes or just resting maybe just as load management when they're not actually hurt, which I don't like. And I also know that a lot of fans don't like that as well. You know, like when you're going to see your favorite player, say if you're, um, you know, you live in Houston, Texas, and your favorite player is LeBron James and the Lakers are coming to town, you obviously want to see him. So if he's load management and he's taking a game off, obviously that kind of could ruin your experience. So I think um, we definitely need to figure out a way to make it so that players are playing when they're healthy and not uh, just taking games off. So I think this will help uh, potentially uh, cancel out back-to-backs. So I do like the idea of that. Here's, here's my thing about this. I don't think there's a right solution. I think there needs to be something done, but I think no matter what is done, even if they should shorten it just two games, there's never going to be a perfect solution. I don't think anyone's going to be happy. Not everyone is going to be happy with any solution, which obviously happens with everything in life, but I mean like more people than not. I, I truly don't think 58 games is the right answer to this. And I'm not saying that I know the answer. I'm not saying that I, I say, I truly believe that there is not a correct answer. I don't think that anything the NBA will do will be happy for everyone. So in my opinion, I think you keep it at 82. It keeps the players happy. The owners will be happy. I mean, they're still generating a lot of money from these games. So I think overall, we'll, we're not saying owners anymore. Right? Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. no more on the talk. I did see that. Which is interesting in itself. Yeah. Um, but as a whole, I just don't think there's going to be a correct solution. And I don't think it's ever going to be solved. But moving forward, the NBA awards uh, was this past, when was it? Was it Thursday? It was, um, they had an award show last week. Yeah, I, on I Thursday. forget exactly. No, I think it was actually Monday. I didn't watch it, but. Was it on Monday? It was, Maybe it was, it was on Monday. Monday. It was Monday night, yeah. Um, but a lot of big things happened. Um, I'm just going to kind of go down the list of awards and we'll kind of discuss them briefly. Uh, MVP, we had Giannis Antetokounmpo, which I want to point out, I predicted. You did not. You had James Harden. Well, I, I didn't. I, my MVP was James Harden. Uh-huh. I thought he deserved well, it. Well, you weren't the world's MVP, so it's yeah. a little different. I, I didn't Rookie of the year was Luka Doncic. Uh, sixth man was Lou Will. Defensive player was Rudy Gobert. Most improved was Pascal Siakam. And coach of the year was Mike Boldenhauser. Um, so overall, I think everything was done pretty well. Um, in my opinion, all three of the sixth man uh, of the year award, all three of the candidates, Lou Will, uh, Montrez Harrell, and Sabonis on the Pacers, I thought all three were good options. I didn't think there was a wrong answer there. All three had pretty great seasons, in my opinion. Montrez Harrell had a really, really good season. Mm-hmm. I, I, he probably would have been my pick. Um, but overall, what are your what are your thoughts on uh, the awards? So that one's interesting, the six man because they're both play for the Clippers, Lou and Montrez. Right. It's interesting that they both are candidates for that. Um, but overall, I mean, I think my main thing is that why are we having these awards so late if it's yeah, a regular season award? I personally would just rather have stick to having it like the first, um, right after the first round of the playoffs because now I don't really think anyone really cared all that much about them anyway, and. I don't know how many viewers they got on the show. I mean, that's part of the reason probably why they wanted to have um, it wait till after the season so that you could have more players attending that show, I guess. But overall, I didn't really like it. Um, And as far as the awards themselves, I had Harden over Giannis. But either way, they're both really good. So I don't have too much of a problem with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I thought everything went well. There's only one issue. For whatever reason, it's beside me. LeBron James didn't win the MVP, which he should win every single season. But you know what? Maybe a discussion for another day. Uh, however, honestly, it's not even a discussion. That's just a fact, right? No, it's not. It's, I think it's, it's very a fact. false. I think it's a fact. Um, but overall, Giannis very well deserved MVP. He had such a fabulous season. Just released his first shoe, which yeah, you know, 
It was all right. But overall, really, really well done. Dantish, um, I applaud him. He had a good season. He didn't finish as strong um, as, you know, kind of he started off. But overall, he still had a really great season. He's going to be fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be really good. I actually don't like Trey Young that much. I know he scored a lot, and he did, he did pretty well. I don't think he's, like, that great. Um, that's my opinion, but he's got to work on the defense. Yeah, he's got to, sure. he's got to, he's got to bulk up too. He needs to put on some weight. Um, but overall, these awards were, uh, pretty, pretty, they were pretty good in my opinion. Uh, but moving on to small talk trivia, our score currently is tied at five to five, so five points apiece. I missed last week's question, even though I knew it. Honestly, I should get half <laughs> points because I knew it. No? Uh, that's not how it works. That's not how it works. All right. <laughs> well, I think last week I gave my question first, so why don't you go first with your question, and I'll go first in our next segment. Okay, so my question is related to college basketball recruiting rankings, but it's also connected to free agency. So I'm going to kind of do this as like a, like a, basically like who is this player that I'm going to describe. So this player is in free agency this year. Um, he was the number one ranked player in his high school recruiting class on ESPN, which was in 2012. Okay. Um, he also is a center. I'll give you that. I'll give you his position. He's a center. Okay. So I can repeat it if you want. So he's a center. He's in the 2012 class? Yeah, the high, his high school class was 2012. He was the number one player of that class. So 2011 was Kyrie, correct? Is that wrong? Um, I can check for you real quick. I'm pretty sure 20, 2011 was Kyrie. Could be wrong in that. So 2012... 2011 was Anthony Davis. 2011 was Anthony Davis? Yeah, that might have helped you a little bit. Okay. He was a center, and he's a free agent this year. Yeah. Is he, like, a really good player in the NBA currently? No. No? Huh. Okay. Is he on... Nah, that's gonna give it away. (laughs) I think I know who it is. Is he more of, like, a role player? Yeah. But, like, a solid role player? (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of your opinion. Right, I think I'm going to give my guess. I think it's Jilly Lokifer. That's actually a good guess. It is not him. Ooh. Ooh. It's not him. The answer is... is... It, wait, 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 hold on. Is okay. it... Is it... Uh, so there's a center. Yeah. Um, it's not Vucevic. No. Center in 2013. 2012. 2012. Okafor was 2014, by the he way. He was 2014. Oy. I don't know if he's a free agent, but... So he's not like a great, great player. He's a center. I don't know. Who is it? It's Nerlens Noel. Oh, no! Yes. Another another guy who was on... Because he was on the Sixers, too. Yeah, he was on because the Sixers. Because that was the year they got all those guys. on the Thunder. Ooh, that was a good question. Agency. That was a very, very solid question. All right. Um, so <clears throat> I did not get my point, obviously. So it is now 5-5. Five to five. Um, My question... So Giannis Antetokounmpo won the MVP award this year. Right. He is not from the U.S. He's from Greece, as I think most of us know. Who is the last person... That is not from the U.S. to win an MVP. Last person from not from the U.S. to win mm-hmm. the MVP. Yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to... Okay, so... Hakeem you Olaf, know what? I'll Hakeem even take Olaf this a step further. From the US. I'll take this a step um, further. Let's see. In our decade, if I'm counting correctly, there's been... No, 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 I'm, I'm going to get to do it. Maybe I'll, t- <laughs> I'll tell you what I said after you answer. Let's see. What, what do okay, you think? Okay, so last MVP... That was not born in the U.S. Yeah. That's what you're saying. He wasn't born in the United States. Okay. So, obviously, we've had James Harden. We've had Russ. We've had Steph. We've had KD. We've had LeBron, Derrick Rose. Um, so, it's definitely before that. And some of those guys. 
I, I know Hakeem is one, but I don't know if it's that far back. Oh, wait a second. I think I have my guess. Um, oh, wait, it's one of those two guys. I think it's, it's Dirk Nowitzki. Is that your final guess? Yes. It is. It is Dirk Nowitzki. That is Let's correct. Go. Who's your other guess? Um, well, I knew Hakeem was in the 90s, so I was trying to think after that. And then I know Steve Nash was 0405. So, so I was, was gonna thinking say, of him as well. I was going to say that... So he won it back-to-back years. Yes. So I was going to say that if you were to get the other person too, then I would give you double points. So I'm happy I did not yeah. say that. Nash now you only got one point. 0405. I think Dirk was 07. So now the scoreboard after that is now 6-5. to five. I'm losing for the first time. Um, last week's question I should have gotten. I'm pretty upset about that. <laughs> this week's was a hard one, but... I still think I should have gotten it. But right. moving on, um, after our, my very poor defeat, um, we're going to go into our segment called Randomly Ranked. And Randomly Ranked uh, is something we do every week where we take a super random topic and we rank them to what we personally think is best. Just a fun little segment that's kind of outside of sports. Um, so this week, since we did not do food last week, we are going to do food this week. As you can tell, there's a theme. Trevor and I like food. Yeah. We like food a little bit. Um, but this week's... Uh, topic is going to be pizza toppings. Pizza toppings. So since you ask your question first, I will go first. Uh, we're going to do our top three. Number three, I'm just going to go with the classic pepperoni. Okay. I feel like if you get a solid pepperoni pizza, you're doing something right. Like you're, you're, if, you, if, you, if you're a pizza company and you make a solid pepperoni pizza, like solid, I'm saying not average, I'm saying well above average, you're, you're doing well. Okay. Number two, I'm going to put peppers. I love putting red pepper on my pizza. Shout out to my roommate Ben, he knows that. And then topping number one is just one of the greatest food items in the world, in my opinion, and it is bacon. Not surprised. Not surprised, yeah, of course. Um, All right, you're up. All right, so uh, my number three is going to be sausage. Um, Now, it it was tough, like, figuring out my order, but I'm going sausage number three. Number two, I'm going to go bacon. Um, Both of them are solid. solid. I love getting, like, meat lovers pizzas usually. Like, those are, like, usually my favorites. So, like, those are both toppings I would get on a meat lovers pizza. And then my number one is also another one is ham. Now, ham and bacon, it was really close. I didn't know. Obviously, they're both from the pig, and so sausage. So it's really tough, like, doing the order. Um, I like all three of them, but I'm going to have ham number one. Hey, meat lovers is a solid pizza for sure. Yes. So, you know what's crazy? Five out of our six possible ones are meat. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving forward to our main topics, um, or to our just our main topic, I guess, frankly, we're pretty much like only have one. Uh, NBA free agency is going to start tonight at 6. Is that correct or is it midnight? Yeah, 6 p.m. 6 p.m. tonight is officially free agency. Um, and there's a lot of big free agents. So Trevor and I made a list of a couple of them. And basically what we're going to do is we're just going to go down and talk about them. Um, I think we just rank these. I don't even think... I mean, they're going to probably be pretty much by who's the best player, in our opinion. Yeah. But I would say they're by who we want to talk about most. Um, we got 10 guys down at the moment uh, to talk about. We might kind of flutter off into another guy or two. Um, but to start off, we have Kevin Durant. And uh, to kind of go over him a little bit, his supposed offer from the Warriors is five years, $221 million. Uh, other teams are able to offer him four years, $164 million. Um, it currently seems like his interested teams are the Warriors, Knicks, Nets, and Clippers. So where do you think Kevin Durant should go? Like, do you think he should stay, keep the, keep the five-year deal, stay, play with Curry, play with Clay? Well, maybe Clay. We'll see what we decide on. Draymond, stay there. 
Like, do you think do you think the, uh, winning those championships is enough, or do you think KD's ego is going to get in the way a little bit and he wants his own team? So if I was in the, his position, I would go with the Brooklyn Nets. That would be my personal selection. Um, the Clippers are also another good one, but I would go with the Brooklyn Nets. And the reason I would do that is because I believe he could possibly pair with Kyrie Irving. Um, he would no longer kind of be... Um, and not necessarily that he was in Steph's shadow, but like the Golden State fans still clearly um, look at Steph as like their guy. Like Steph's our guy. We don't really care all that much about Kevin Durant. So I think Kevin Durant clearly needs to be the best player on his team um, for his legacy sake. And I think going to the Nets and with Kyrie, I think they would still have a really good chance to win the title, but it wouldn't be overpowering like it was with the Warriors where they're the favorite and everyone you know, kind of hates him, honestly. A lot of people don't like Kevin Durant because of that. So I think the Nets is where I would go if I was him. You know, I think the Nets would be a good option. If I was any free agent, any free agent, I want to go to the Clippers, okay? Let Mm. me explain. The Clippers have two max slots, obviously. Not only do they have two max slots, they have players around them that are good, really good pieces that are going to be there for a while. You have Shea Gildas, Alexander, you have uh, Shemet, Landry Shemet, Mm-hmm. Um, you have Montrez Harrell, Lou Will. You have players that are going to be there that are good role players that can help assist you in winning a title. So, in my opinion, and think about it, the Clippers just went to the playoffs with this team that has no stars. That's true. Obviously, Tobias Harris was there for a little bit. So, in my personal opinion, if I'm Kevin Durant, I'm going to the Clippers. Now, I don't think he's going to end up going. I think he will end up going to the Nets. I agree with you. I think he's going to want to go play with Kyrie. But, I mean, the reports are out right now about how him, he wants to play with Kawhi. Can you imagine a Clippers team with Kawhi and KD? That would be insane. That would be insane. Would Dude, now, my question is, you think they beat the Warriors? The Clippers? Yeah. With KD and Kawhi? Yep. Oh, no question. I think they do, too. I think it's almost... Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about how much is going to happen in California. You have, like, six best players in the NBA mm-hmm. all in California. Right. That would be insane. Just insane. So, I, for me, I, would, I think the best move for him is the Clippers because... He'll be the best player on the team, even if Kawhi comes there. I think I think it'll because Kawhi's so quiet and he's liked, but he's not like a super big fan favorite. If you get what I mean, like it's not like right. Steph is such a huge right. fan favorite. Yeah. So Kevin Durant, his best move to me is the Clippers. But moving forward, our next player uh, already mentioned is Kawhi Leonard. So uh, there, like we said, there is been reports that he is considered playing with Durant, and that they've talked about it. So uh, his currently his teams that are like. Uh, the ones that are his options, uh, we have the Raptors, Clippers, Lakers, Knicks, and Nets. Uh, do you see him going to the Lakers? Like, is that something you see as a true possibility? I think it is a possibility based on reports we're getting. Now, Kawhi is obviously, he's very, he keeps everything close to the vest. He doesn't like to give anything up. He's super quiet. So he's, I think he's like the hardest. Uh, to read. Yeah, he's the hardest to read out of any free agent. So it's really tough to know. But I think that the fact that there was a report that he wanted to meet with Magic, um, I think that makes it more of a possibility. And there's also people like like Woj and other insiders that are saying it's a strong possibility. So usually when that happens, I do tend to believe them. Now, I still don't think he will go to the Lakers. I personally think he's going to stay with the Raptors on a one-year deal. Um, and I also think that's where he should stay. I think the Raptors, I think that fan base is so supportive of him. He just won them a championship, potentially staying there for a few more years. I think they, if he stays, they'll probably be the front runner next year, unless you have like another super team somehow that formulates. I think the Raptors should be the front runner next year if Kawhi stays. So with that happening, 
um, and the fan base supporting him, you know, winning potentially another title or even two more titles, you know, he can get a statue. I mean, they'll love him. They could retire his number. So I just think that's what he should do, and I do think that's what he will do. I think this kind of comes down to what does Kawhi Leonard care about? And in my mind, there's only one thing ever that it has seemed apparent that he wants to do, and that is go to L.A. I think there's been reports in the past and things maybe he's said that it seems like his family was Lakers fans. So I'm not saying he's going to the Lakers. I think he's going to go to the Clippers. I know I'm like, wow, Brandon, you're two for two on people going to the Clippers. I, I think they're serious. I think Durant and Leonard might be really serious about playing together. And I think that might be the best place for him. Um, first of all, I think like people from New Balance are going to be like, hey, go to L.A. We want you in L.A. And I don't think that it's that the Raptors organization is bad because I love the Raptors organization. I love their organization. I think they, first of all, they have a good organization. Their fans are great. They're super loyal fans. And they're just nice in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they have the whole Kawhi and Dine thing. I think if it's not the Clippers, he's going, he's staying in, uh, in Toronto. Right. I don't think the Lakers are feasible, nor do I think it's really a good option for the Lakers. They need, they need to do a little bit. And obviously it's like, wow, Brian, you're stupid. It's Kawhi Leonard. I, they need to spend their money a little bit better. Um, I think Dangelo would be the best thing. D'Angelo Russell would be the best thing for them because then they'll have money left over to buy some other players. Mm. Do you want Do you want to get in that real quick? Just like the Lakers, just like quickly because I know we got to get. We can, we can go a little bit in the Lakers or, if you want. Just like just bit. like real quick. So what do you want the Lakers to do? Because I disagree with that. I think that their first option should be if you can get Kawhi, go get Kawhi. But if you can't get Kawhi, then you need to spread it around. Because if you're going for like Kyrie or Kemba, like they're clearly not on the same level as Kawhi. Mm-hmm. And I think with Kawhi, they're the clear favorite. And I think you can just put around like a TJ McConnell, a Danny Green, J.R. Smith, and it won't matter. As long as those four guys are healthy, they're winning the championship next year. So that's mm-hmm. my thing on the Lakers. Here's, here's how I think about it. I'm, I'm a little bit concerned because of what happened with the Warriors this year. Think about when the Warriors, when their dynasty was truly a dynasty. When Harrison Barnes left and they got KD, it's not that they weren't a dynasty. And I think they're, they're amazing. And if everyone was healthy, they would have won. I would be nervous because Anthony Davis is injury-prone. Kuzma uh, was a little bit injured this year. LeBron had his first year ever where he was injured. I'm not saying LeBron's going to get injured next year. I don't think necessarily that's true. If you can build up your, your, your back end just a little bit more for kind of an insurance policy, I think that's the better route to go. Why Kawhi is definitely better than D'Angelo Russell, but imagine having D'Angelo Russell and then getting some guys like a, like a, like a, uh, the Powell on... On uh, Dwight Powell. Yeah, Dwight Powell, and you get a Patrick Beverly uh, for a backup point guard, and you get these guys that are good pieces that could, in case someone goes down, you're you can win some games in the regular season and help your spot in the end. So, in my opinion, I would say it's a slightly better, just slightly better to go and be a little bit more safe. Hmm. Now, if they do get to D'Angelo Russell, though, I don't, I don't think they'll have enough cap space to get guys like that. I think I think they'll have about twelve to thirteen. Because he's supposed to get, if they give him the max, four years, 117, which someone's giving him that. So if the Lakers do do that, I think they only have about 12 million versus if it's Kawhi, it's like 6.4. So I still think they're slightly limited. So I would say it's either you just, re, it's either you get small pieces like multiple, like Malcolm Brogdon and Patrick Beverly that are going to want between 10 and 20 million, or you go all out for Kawhi. But that's just my opinion. I think they're both good options. I think. If the Warriors didn't do what they did this year, I would be all aboard. Yeah. The fact that one player got hurt, Kevin Harry got hurt, and, and it was done, was bothersome to me. That's I mean, true. If LeBron gets hurt, is it going to be like that? 
Maybe, maybe yeah. not. It's just such a different team where it's going to be hard to tell. Right. But I think it's a good discussion. I think the Lakers front office is going to have a similar discussion. But moving on to our next free agent, because we are close to out of time here. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyrie Irving is our next free agent. Uh, he's likely going to sign the offer with the Nets. Four years, $141 million. It doesn't even seem like the Celtics are an option for him, which I think is kind of interesting considering uh, he said last year that he was going to resign around this time yeah. uh, when his deal was up. Uh, but just quick thoughts on Kyrie Irving. What do you think about his Nets deal? Um, I think he's for sure going in that. So I think it's complete. That's all I really have to say. Yeah. Uh, moving forward to Kemba Walker. He's likely to sign with the Celtics for four years, $141 million. Um, His other options with the Lakers, um, pretty much that's all we had written down. I think this is a good deal for him. I like mm-hmm. this a lot. Um, I think Kemba fits well in Boston. Jordan Brand will be happy he's in Boston. Um, I think they'll be able to put some pieces around him and be a contender for sure. He's a little less of a ball hog than Kyrie Irving and more of a team player, for the lack of a better word. So I like that. Um, Clay Thompson is next up. Uh, five years, $190 million from the Warriors. We can't even find anyone else. I mean, obviously, everyone's going to be interested yeah. in him, but what do you think of that? Yeah, he's staying with the Warriors, and I think I think it'll be a Warrior for life, honestly. I think him and Steph are both on that same kind of uh, path. They're going to be Warriors for life. Um, and we'll do one more here. We're going to do Jimmy Butler. Uh, Jimmy Butler, so supposedly he's interested in Miami and Houston. Uh, the Sixers also, um, I would guess he has some interest in because he can sign the biggest deal there. He can sign a max with them. Uh, but he might need to sign and trade. So where do you think he's going to end up? So I think he's going to end up with the 76ers. Now he could end up with a sign and trade to Miami or Houston as a Heat fan. Don't want that to happen, even though I do want Butler. But I think he, um, even though I do like Butler, I don't want him on my team. Um, but I think he's going to stay with the 76ers. I think they have to prioritize him um, to ha- have a chance at winning the title. They need Jimmy Butler, and I think they recognize that. Yeah, I, I love Jimmy Butler. He's a little selfish and a little bit too much about himself, but I truly love Jimmy Butler. I, I think he is a solid player, and if you're, it's a sign-and-trade game to Miami, I would be all over that as a Heat fan. Um, but to wrap up our episode today, we're going to go through our quick predictions for the week. Um, this is a little segment that we normally do at the end. Trevor, what is your quick, quick prediction? Okay, so the USA women's team, they play England on Tuesday, July 2nd. Mm-hmm. I believe that they're going to beat them 3 to nothing. All right, my prediction is that I was going to say something about this game, but I thought you would do something, so I'm going to go a step further. The USA women's national team will play Netherlands in the championship and win 3-1. to one. Uh, But that's going to be it for our episode today. Uh, quick little announcement about next week. I teased it a little bit at the uh, start, but we are going to have our second guest next week. Uh, and you guys might get a couple hints during the week. Maybe we'll just tell you. I don't know. Do you think we should tell them during the week? I think we should make them guess. We should make them guess. All right, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll let them guess. Um, but... We'll give a little clue. This person will be staying at my house for the weekend. So that's your clue. That's, that's all clue. you got. Yeah. We're excited to have this person on. Um, I would say, would you say he's a popular person? I wouldn't. He's... I don't think anyone likes him, actually. I, well, uh, hold on. Let's not be too rude here. <laughs> we, we, we love this person. We do love this person. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a great guy. Um, so there's another clue. He's, he's, he's a guy. Um, but like I said, that'll be it for today's episode. Uh, thank you all so much for your support and for listening. We truly appreciate every single one of you. Follow us both on Twitter, Trevor and myself. Um, and also follow the podcast on Twitter. It's at smallballerpod. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. So we're everywhere at this point. I mean, what is your excuse not to listen, right? Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing. There's just nothing. no excuse. No excuse. Um, so thank you all so much. Again, we truly appreciate the support. And we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.